Welcome back to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I'm riding the mic solo today, but I have got the great, insta famous ex fighter. What else you got going on? Zach Owens, Beyond the Backcountry. You used to fight quite a bit, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did it for um, like nine years. So was it like a 50-50 ass-whooping to whooping ass deal, or did you have a pretty good record, or how'd that go? Because I've never really no, asked you about I, that. I got whipped as a pro. Um, I, I, I came up as an amateur. Like I had a ton of fights as an amateur um, before I went pro. I think I had like eight. 18 fights or something as a pro and lost or as an amateur and only lost a couple and switched and the level of competition was definitely different um i'm a striker like standing up and when everybody i fought was like a brown belt in jiu-jitsu or i'm glad i know that because you one wrestler i know what if we ever get throw down i'm i'm a wrestler and not a striker so i have a feeling i'm going to take quite a few to the face on the way to taking you down i won't like that at all <laughs> <laughs> my jiu-jitsu jiu game is, is, is decent, but not when I'm going against, like, you know, Gracie Brown belts. So, <laughs> yeah. no, it was, it was, uh, it was frustrating. I, I kind of had that mentality. Like, I didn't really, I wasn't really trying to pad my record and fight. I was literally fighting whoever. Right, right, right. So, as a, as a pro, like, my three of my first four opponents were, like, undefeated you know, fighting for, like, they were, it, it was just, I I shouldn't have done done it the way I did it, but I had that mentality, like, fuck it, I'll fight anybody, you know? Yeah. Well, you're so. relatively young now, so was this, like, 19 through 24-ish or whatever? Yeah, I started, yeah, I started my, I had my first fight when I was 17. Gotcha. And then, uh, and then just, yeah, stayed with it. I think, you know, I think I had the, the the ability and the skill to go like to the next level and actually make good money from it, but uh, you, you kind of got to sacrifice everything. And I was with my she's not my wife, but my girlfriend at the time, and I didn't really want to move away from my family and stuff. So, gotcha. Well, how old are you now? I'm 28. Have you anything caught up with you yet? Which it will, believe me. I'm learning that now that I'm past 40. Uh, physically, feeling um, good. Yeah. Yeah, doing it for nine years. I've been—I don't know actually. Um, I—I—I'm I, I, I'm assuming it's it, but uh, I'm not in—you know—I'm not in fight shape. I still work out regularly, but I'm not in like fight shape. And it—it's almost like my body is like—it's like when you're in that shape, it holds your body together. And now that I'm like, you know, let off the gas a little bit, I'm only 28, and I feel like my body is like already falling apart. Did uh, you piss your pants when the microwave comes on? Any headache issues? <laughs> No, none of that. I luckily I didn't take too much of a beating ever, so uh, you know I, I didn't. I, I avoided a lot of head trauma. Yeah, no, so, that's that's I'm forgetful, good. but I think that's just because I'm a man. So, well, that, I mean, I can repeat Dumb and Dumber, um, and I can't remember to take out the garbage. So yeah, I'd say that's probably selective. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So with uh, I think one of the reasons I wanted to get you on here is I have to say that the, the Zach that I know in person, uh, don't take this the wrong way, is much funner than the Zach I know online because there's times I've wanted to at least try and choke you without getting hit in the face from online. But because people ask me about you all the time and I'm like, no, no, don't get too pissed at him. He's cool as hell in person. But uh, you kind of I've I've made comments before and called you the defender of the Internet, which you, you, from what it seems like, get irritated at specific things that you see online that just ir basically irritates the crap out of you, and then you'll go after people from time to time. And did I hit that on the head pretty well? Or yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff online that drives me nuts, but I, I can ignore a lot of it. Um, some of it, I just, I, I feel like. The people, like the average people, need to know. Just because I, I am, I just happen to have a decent following on Instagram, but I am like the most average person as far as like, I, you know, I got a family. I still have a job that I work, not in the hunting industry. Um, well, and you've killed, you've been successful killing stuff, but you haven't been like a, super duper crazy high dollar trophy hunter you just go out and hunt like pretty much well, I everyone does i couldn't I, yeah yeah exactly i'm hunting 
over-the-counter tags. Sometimes, if I can afford it, uh, I'll hunt out of state, you know, one tag or so. But it's not something, yeah, I'm, I can't, you know, trust me, if I could afford cheap hunts, I would go on cheap hunts. But uh, I'll, I'll never probably be in that situation in my life. So I'm just trying to make the most out of my average tags that I get every year, you know. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I mean, I just recently with Kafaru been able to go on a couple, you know, guided hunts because I couldn't afford them before. The when I shot my caribou, it was because I did trading with with clay, which is what what happens has to happen with most people like uh, you or me, where construction working or you were a barber, weren't you? Or that's what you do now. You cut. No. I, yeah, I did. I owned my own barber shop. Yeah, okay, I was a barber, right. and I own my own shop, but I don't anymore. I'm I, I I'm I'm outfitting now, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and I mean, either one. It's not like there's a lot of money in outfitting either, unless you're, you know, no. up in the NWT or Yukon or something. But yeah, and I mean, yeah, no. you. So you're Idaho's a good state. I mean, you'll have a mule deer, an antelope, one elk tag, uh, a couple bear tags every year, and you generally, from what I've followed you and you know, shot the shit with you, you don't always, but pretty close, you pretty much always fill your tags, and you've dabbled around, you've screwed around quite a bit with the recurve as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I've I'm trying to um obviously my my dad got me into bow hunting but somebody I look up to as a as a hunter crazy as Russ Meyer and so I've learned a lot from him and I'm trying to kind of follow in his footsteps but I just I don't think I ever could. I mean as far as like, you know, he would shoot an elk archery opening day. And then he'd spend the rest of the four weeks of season scouting elk. And it's like, I don't have that time. I don't really want to do that. So it makes it pretty difficult. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have, I've put in enough time that I'm, I'm starting to, to be successful. It's not, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right now, I'm just trying to get good at, at killing everything, not necessarily shooting you know i'm not shooting giants by any means but uh i'm shooting you know decent animals and just trying to learn it's really difficult to learn how to hunt every species of animal successful like you i feel like if i just focused on mule deer i could shoot really big mule deer but trying to focus on mule deer elk you know now whitetail um antelope bear it makes it 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 makes it tough. Robbie Denning told me, you know, one time that, uh, and I don't know, you probably know who Robbie is. Robbie kills giant deer, wrote a book about mule deer hunting, but he, I think he was right. He said, look, if you want to be the best and kill trophy, you know, whatever, insert animal, you have got to really give up everything else during the peak times. Like you can pick up a late season yeah. cow tag or whatever, but like he, you know, he's, you know, cause he's giving me crap about, you know, cause I hunt well, like you, I go after, everything and i help a lot of people and so with you it seems like you a lot of the same way um and my i'm just not a very good trophy hunter right now i'm getting a little better because of the stick bow kind of makes me have to wait and not shoot because i gotta wait so long and other bigger stuff will pop yeah. up but with uh when you're hunting over the counter idaho is not any different um and i don't get too irate about some different people that you know i mean if I was wealthy as a kid, which I wasn't, and my parents gave me a car, right? I'm not going to complain, right? I'm not going to give it back. Be like, no, I want to live in poverty yeah. like my buddy. But it, it it does, and I don't know how you feel about this. You see a guy shooting 370-plus bulls on a private land, you know, landowner-type tag thing, and giving guys crap that hunt on public land. Um, it's not like on public land there's 370-plus bulls running around everywhere, so you kind of got to take what you yeah. can get. Well, and that, that's the thing. That's like one of the things that bothers me is like, I, I, I see guys like, I'm like, yeah, if you're trying to do it on, on public land, especially with a bow, even a compound, it's like, there's levels. Um, I actually did a poll on my Instagram. I was just wondering what people thought. And I was like, what's more impressive, a 140, 140 inch deer with a bow or 180 inch deer with a rifle. And, uh, I was actually surprised. I thought a lot more people would say rifle, but it was about 60-40. Yeah. And uh, just me personally, I don't I, – I, I'm, I'm still more impressed. I mean, I, I'm more impressed with a forky on public land with a rifle 
than I am a 200 inch deer on a private ranch with a guided hunt with a bow. That's just my mentality. Just cause I've seen it both. And now I'm an outfitter on a private ranch that is covered in elk. I don't hunt it. And I, I mean, I'm not even, I mean, the owner of the ranch probably wouldn't even let me, but I wouldn't even want to anyway. Um, I just wouldn't get anything out of it. When there's 30 bulls bugling in a one, you know, like a one city block radius and no other hunters, it doesn't really, I don't know, it just doesn't tickle my fancy. Well, and as much as you and I have, have uh, given each other shit back and forth, the views are pretty freaking close to the same on the way I look at it, because I've been in the same position as you, not at a level of, of some people, but I've gotten to either guide or photograph or help out on a, all over the place. And when you've come up hunting public land and then someone says, hey, man, I got this private ranch I can hunt. Will you call for me? And then you shut the truck door and like shock gobble them, right? And they bugle. Yeah. I'm like, what, what yeah. the hell is and there's nothing, I don't, anything legal, I don't mind. You know, if that's your thing, yeah. rub some funk on it. I don't, I don't care. But I, I, a guy sent me a photo last year. He had a self-made, he, self-bow and shot a cow like eight miles back in the wilderness. You know, I immediately had mountain wood from that story. I'm not taking any away from the next guy that sent me this 390 bull that he shot on private land. That's a great bull. That's awesome. But man, I had like mountain wood from the cow. As odd as that sounds, for sure. <laughs> and and yeah, that and that's me. I don't really care. Like I don't care if you want to shoot, you know, 300 inch high sense whitetail. I literally have no issue with it. it. It just matters. Like call a spade a spade. Like call it what it is. Don't make it a hard. You know, don't make it harder than what it is. You know, I I had a. I went on my first guided hunt ever last year. I had the opportunity on a Leopold and Weatherby um, rifle antelope hunt. Rifle antelope on public land is probably the easiest hunt there is on planet Earth. And then you go into private. It was like I landed the plane and by like I shot my goat, my biggest goat ever by like three hours after my plane landed. And I passed like 60 bucks that I would have shot first minute in Idaho. Yeah. Oh, dude. I I mean, yeah, it's my biggest buck. (laughs) And yeah, I I got it mounted and I'm like, sweet, that's my biggest buck. But it is what it is. Like the two antelope I got next to it that I earned, you know, on public land mean a lot more to me. Oh, yeah. I I mean, and I don't, uh, that's same with me. And I'm not, you know, I get some hate mail of like, oh, you're just making an excuse because you don't kill big animals. And I'm like, I don't need to make an excuse for that. I mean, I just tell you, I'm a shitty trophy hunter. But what I am saying is for uh, most guys that come from back east and come out west and, and take a raghorn, I have a lot of respect for that because they don't know what they're doing. Probably Heck not, yeah. right? You know, they're fucking d- dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah. They don't know what shit from apple butter, right? They get out here and they're like, oh, which direction? Do-? No idea, right? So for them to get it done, it's pretty pretty dang cool. And I mean, you know, you look at guys that, that travel and kill real big animals. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, like Russ, uh, and Russ hunts all kinds of stuff, but Russ has been very successful. And, and, and we have a mutual friend, Lander, Jeff Lander was primitive. And he was telling me, Jeff, that Russ was just lethal when he was shooting a stick bow consistently. Just unbelievable. And, and he actually couldn't believe he stopped, um, you know, because of how good he – I mean, he was – you know, not not necessarily – he didn't say if he was a good shot or not, just a killer with that stick bow, which says a lot about Russ. Yeah, and that – but, like, I don't know. I know you know Russ, but, like, I, Russ is, like, has a different mentality than anybody I ever met as far as, like, an obsession – and I, I I know it's wearing off a little bit because he you know he's just getting older and he's been doing it for so long. But like the and he, you know Russ has told me stories that he won't tell anybody else because I know people won't believe him. But then I've hunted with him and I I'm like oh yeah I, there's no question you sat crouched down in some rocks for ten hours waiting for a mule deer to move. Yeah. Because he's just like weird obsessed. Like I I don't think I'll ever be there. Well, you may, you may not be uh, able to be because your personality, I know for me, yeah, you know, Lander's the same way. He's like, you got to be patient. And I'm like, dude, I can't wait six hours in one spot. 
I just don't have it. Yep. I mean, that's like saying, oh, "Hey, Aaron, I need you to, you know, go take take, you know, start, you know, start taking piano lessons, and then, uh, you know, you're gonna go ahead, go ahead and go up and start making money from that." <laughs> I'm just gonna give up yeah. now, right? So I can't, I can't do it. And it seems like you're a little ADD yourself, and I, you probably have kind of the same thing. I'm gonna start grabbing rocks and throwing at it. Hopefully, it'll stand and probably screw it up. I can't I wait. And the the. the I do notice the older I get, like just, I was just on an antelope hunt and I got back yet two days ago, but, uh, I notice I'm getting better. I'm getting a lot more patient. I mean, I sat in the sun, not even in a blind for like three days for like 10 hour <laughs> days. And I, I would have never been able to do that before ever. So, yeah. I mean, it, I'm getting there. Um, but I don't, it's still not my cup of tea. I'm not that much older than you, but enough, you know, to, to where I can say it did not wear off for me. You know what I mean? Like it got a little yeah. bit better, but I, what changed for me was the stick. I didn't have a choice. I had to be more patient. You know what I mean? I couldn't drop bombs at 80, right, with the stick. And you've hunted with a recurve, yep. right, as much as I have. But, I mean, that's made me a different hunter. But it drives Lander crazy when I shoot 165 or 70-inch deer on the first day when I could have waited and I'm like, man, I'm just not good at waiting. That deer looked really good. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Plus with a re recurve is just different. I have it. The flex for anyone. I don't care if it's a doe. I don't care. I, I literally don't care if it's a rabbit shooting something with a after doing it for a couple of years impresses the crap out of me. Like size. No faster. And I just had guys messaging me about this mule deer hunt I'm going on. They're like, you really need to hold out for a 180 buck. I'm like, really? I really need to hold out for one? <laughs> how really, really? Because well, I'm carrying in a stick, man. Like, I'll be happy with 150 yeah, how, how and 4 Yeah, how many opportunities at 30, 40 yards are you going to get on a 180 deer, you know, with the curve? Yeah. I'm, yeah that's, I'm, the, that's the part. You, I mean, you might, you, you know, bow hunting. You know, you you know, because you've hunted with a compound too, you might only get one good opportunity with a compound, but that good opportunity is sixty yards. Yeah, the whole season. So now you're less. You know, you're uh, for me. I, I'm pretty much like I'm elk hunting this September with Mary Curvin. I'm I'm pretty much thirty five is my max distance. Dude, you posted a video once shoot. of missing the target, then stopped the video and posted the arrow in the middle. Dude, that was like the most realistic internet shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I've shot with people in real life, that and then I see them post their group. I'm like, nope, dude, not true. As, as much as as much as there's times I've wanted to conk you in the head, there's other times I've wanted to hug you for that because I'm like, <laughs> I know exactly what. Like we just had a guy post a group at 80 yards. I've seen him miss the bail at 80 multiple times, and this group was like. We're talking like, you know, like cloverleaf type. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, that could have happened if you shot long enough and you took the internet photo. I mean, you know, and I, I take well, the, yeah, I mean, you don't, nobody posts there. No, no. You know, I've had some rough groups. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to post those. Well, you can't win for losing. You post that and you're, you know, you're a horrible shot. But they, the, uh, some of this, the, fake personas that you find are, are interesting in uh you know one of them being a skill set or a skill level and uh you know the internet because i'll post groups and i'll just say best group of the day or whatever because if i shoot at a reinhardt 18 and one for an hour uh with my stick bow i'm gonna miss it a couple of times well I'm not going to post the group or the arrow laying in the dirt unless it's to make fun of myself. Yeah. Cause that's like when people say, Hey, where's the meat? Why do you only take photos of the horn? Well, nobody wants to see meat in the pack. I mean, that didn't even make any sense. Yeah. Right. Like what do you, Oh, look at this bloody chunk of shit in my pack. I mean, of course you're going to take photos of the horns, but it's when it's fake. And when you posted that, I was like, Holy shit, that is realistic. That is exactly what happens. <laughs> What what are you shooting for the a stick now? What are you for the recurve and the compound? Um, uh, compound. I went and shot like every bow I could, and I wanted something super long axle axle, which I just learned antelope hunting. I need another bow that's also super short for <laughs> yeah. certain scenarios. Yeah, because when you got like three feet of bow sticking above the grass, you're trying to hide in. They kind of catch the movement. 
Yeah. I did learn that, but I'm shooting a PSC Beast. It's a 38-inch axle-to-axle bow. I bet that's but, a uh, smooth shooting bow, though. Dude, it's probably the best bow. I, I think it's the it's the best bow I've ever shot all all around. I've shot the best with it. Um, and that, that uh, yeah, I, I love it. I just shot I shot every bow I could, and I just picked what one I liked the most. I shot the best and bought it. It was between that or a Halon X Comp, which is a 37-inch um, Matthews, but the PSC edged it out. And then recurve, you know, I've, I don't know. You, you've done it a lot more, so you'll probably disagree. But, like, I, I can't – the more I think about hunting with, with a traditional bow, the more I'm like, I don't know. I, I and, and maybe it's just me, but I'm like, none of the real technical stuff matters. Like, I, I, I'm just like – like with a compound, I'm totally different. I want everything technical, perfect, precise, like absolute money. The recurve, I'm like, none of this. All I have to do is put whatever arrow I'm shooting into the same spot over and over and over and over and over, which I can't really do anyway. And I don't know if that's maybe a, a reasoning because I'm not getting like really into the like fine-tuning everything. I don't know, man. But I, I just think. I have the clums here. You know what I mean? That's a huge bonus for me. And the clicker was a big one, inconsistent draw. But, I mean, you're right. I was as anal as you are with the compound, right? Like from second and third axis, the timing, arrows. Yeah. And I, I mean, I take time in building the arrows. But, like, you know, you've got a piece of wood or aluminum or whatever, right? you got no no wheels. You get two sticks sticking out of the end of it and at one string – I mean, there's not a lot to it. I think that for me, I I got the arrows to fly good. And after that, I just try to be as consistent with my form as I can be. It's just shit happens. You do not have all the catch-alls. Like you don't have the draw stops. You don't have the peep. You don't have all that stuff. And so when you're shitting your yep. pants, which you've shot stuff with the recurve, man, you can overdraw, underdraw. Right, you can head too high, head too low. Shit changes, right? You don't have all those happy little catching things. You not turn your hat hat bill around. Oh, dude, I I look like Maynard the mayonnaise farmer because I think I'm gonna have to hunt in a boonie because I I hate not wearing a hat, but I wearing it backwards, I might I as well not even have a hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what else? What have exactly you exactly? I feel. What have you shot with a stick so far? So I I've I've just killed two bears. Um, a hog in Texas, but that was like doesn't even count because I had a green light taped on to my recurve, and I mean it was cool, but it was just like <laughs> the craziest thing ever. The guy was like, "This isn't gonna work." And, That's uh, funny. It it ended up working, but uh, just those two bears, and then um, I mean I missed a big bear my first year hunting with it. Um, I stuck a bear that I, I know is going to live because, I mean, my arrow, I think, penetrated, like, maybe to the end of the broadhead because I stuck his shoulder. Yeah. And then I did the same thing on an elk, a spike elk, because I underdrew, because uh, I, which I always shoot high if I underdraw and I hit my hat bill. Yeah. And that was a few years ago. But I feel I feel a lot more confident after shooting it now. This, is, this will be my third season, so I'm actually leaving the compound home and, I'm I'm just dedicating my elk hunt to uh, the curve. Yeah, well, do your hardcore dude. I'm sure you'll get it done, or at least get into them. The uh, cause like I said, I've got you by some years, right? So I don't think I could have done it at 28 unless something magical happened for somebody to tell me. Because at a 28, I was making fun of stick bow shooters looking down the line, laughing at them. Right? I was that guy, like, oh, yeah, look at you, yeah, can't even hit the bail. Great job, guys. There's no way I'll use that. Yeah. And then now I'm using it, but I have gotten effective with it you know effective enough but i have the clums helping me but i can't stress to people enough shit still happens and i mean not to bring up the the, the bear but even like the dude i emptied my quiver right i mean like i hit it like sort of once and good the other time out of six arrows now that i mean that's not very good sales pitch, right? I understand i got a lot of i got some messages from the traditional archery community but like did you, let's say, like when you that's hit real that? Life. I mean, that's what I was trying. I'm like, look, I mean, Lander was like, only you, this would happen to you. And I was dumb enough to dive in there. But like, um, 
you know, I wasn't thinking, man. I wasn't, I don't think, I, I don't remember hitting my anchor point. I don't remember really doing shit other than one shot. Oh, yeah. I managed to pull it together and get a decent arrow off. But, you know, I came out of the wood line and Gary was like, hey, what happened? I'm like, you know, truth be told, I'm not 100% sure what just happened. But uh, I don't have any arrows left and I'm not sure it's dead. And when you hit that bear in the shoulder, I highly doubt, and, you know, it'll be interesting. Were you as confident when you drew back with that as you were with the compound? Or were you, like, shitting your pants a little bit, like, when you with well, the bear? Oh, or the, or the uh, yeah. Elk? I mean, the very first bear I shot at the spring before, when I started, I had no business hunting. I had got a, the recurve for, like, four months, and I was shooting it. And I, looking back, I had no business hunting with it. And I missed a bear at eight yards. I don't even remember shooting <laughs> eight yards i sat on the ground and i literally just shot under him don't rem- don't even remember shooting my bow yeah and uh and but to be 100 percent honest the the two bears that i have killed last year's spring bear and this year's spring bear they i made perfect shots but the bad part is i don't remember shooting yeah. Well, that's good, though. I mean, that's why you do it, not to forget shooting, yeah. but meaning the adrenaline. Well, right? <laughs> yeah, but it means, it, it means I guess, that I'm shooting enough where my instincts are, you know. But on a compound, I, I have to think about everything. You need to put a clicker on that recurve. I went to a, and, that's the, and that's part of the reason I went to a, a back tension, too, to hunt with, was because it, it makes me stop and think I can't just punch it when I draw back. Man, I, I'm not telling you what to do, but I am telling you what to do. It sounds like your brain works relatively close to the same way mine does because I had to use a back tense for the same reason. It was like a, you know, it was like a check yourself tool. It was like, hey, dummy, yep. do this. Hey, dummy, do that. And I had to. Man, you might. Have you tried shooting a clicker? Nuh-uh. Man, I bet you. I your, probably need to. Your groups well, do my groups are insane now because it's it's literally like that back tension, that click. I don't use it as a psycho trigger, meaning it does, it's not what I use to fire the bow. Although I do generally fire it when it clicks. It's more of a draw check, but it's also a hey dummy check, right? Like, well, I don't even know what it is. Really. So what? There's a string hooked to your string, and it goes up, and then it hooks to the clicker on the limb and what it is is when the string tensions to your exact draw length it's hooked to a piece of spring steel and it clicks so your draw length is the exact same every time every time and and it also people fire off it so it's like uh when i say a psycho trick it's like (laughs) it's telling your brain fire now so when you're when you're shooting and you go to full draw obviously right when it clicks you let go now i don't i use it as a draw check but that was a big problem with me was inconsistency and in draw length. And what it is when you're shitting your pants, you've shot so much. Or for me, that I'm waiting. I'm drawing and drawing. And once I hear that clicker, it's making me concentrate. I don't know, man. I, I'm not a coach by any means. I just repeat shit that yeah, I overhear. I but give it no, a whirl. That would probably make sense. I probably need to try it. I, I do you? Are you a snap shooter? Or do you do you no, draw and hold? Freak man, I, I hold, draw and hold. I hold forever. I bet I hold for three seconds. Well, I feel like you. I feel like you have to if you're if you're hunting. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, so elk hunting. If you're gonna draw, you know, I'd like to be able to draw when the bull walks behind that tree yeah. <laughs> and hold for five seconds. Or when he steps out, I can shoot. Yeah, I hold and I keep pulling, right? I, I, I get to my anchor and then I start basically, you know, rotating without going into whatever the technical details. I just pull, pull, pull and that clicker goes off and at least lets me know to one, hold tension or letter buck. And man, I cannot tell you how much that thing helped me out. And I would, you know, I don't know who you have around you that's you know, recurve savvy when it comes to that, like clickers, but I'd call like Rocky Mountain and, and ask for like Danny or Tommy or one of those guys and have them send out like the package and get that thing on there because it really will affect nothing on your hunting. And if you don't like it, just yank it off. But it, it certainly helped me yeah. keep my shit together. Now, you know, will it, um, can it get hung up in brush? I mean, whatever. If you tie it in correctly, you don't have to worry about it too, too much. But I, I bet. I don't know, man. Give it a whirl. See what happens. What are you shooting for arrows oh, yeah, and I'm stuff? Uh, I'm shooting a Black Eagle, like the the vintage, the yeah, regular yeah. one. I tried, I tried some of their um, the micro diameter ones, like X Impacts or something. 
Well, they were the traditional ones. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the uh, name of those. Those are the new skinnies that are look like they're wood. The instincts. Oh, yeah. yeah. The instincts. Well, they're 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 a lot. They're too stiff. Yeah. They're way stiffer. So I, I, I got a bunch of them all set up and they were just way too stiff. Gotcha. What do you shoot so for I heads? I got to go back. Uh, I'm shooting, shooting dirt naps out of my compound and my recurve. Um, the, the owner sent them to me, uh, to try, this was a few years ago, like three years ago. And I was like, yeah, I'll try them. I shot them and I was like, I looked at it. I was like, this thing ain't got to fly. You know, I yeah. shot them in my compound at like 60, 70 yards and they were like a dart. I was like, dang. So now I've shot a handful of critters with them and they have, I've just had such good luck. I'll, I'll shoot them. Till they quit making them. Let, lay us out on those it, more because I've been talking about broadheads and that's one I haven't talked about. Kind of give us the lowdown on the weights and what they look like, all that crap with them. Yeah, so it's just a two blade. They make a single bevel and double bevel and it's got a little bleeder. Um, it, it's not a very good steel, but they're also affordable. Um, Are they easy to sharpen, you know, not buy. good steel, or easy to sharpen or hard to sharpen crappy steel? Uh, I can still sharpen them. Yeah, not too bad. Like they, they've been, they, yeah, they've been okay. Yeah, for that. Um, and I've actually had them. You know, every once in a while, I'll have one like hit a rock or something, and like totally just break it or blow it up or something. But then I've had other ones that I've shot into the ground at rabbits and squirrels like thirty times, and it is just dull. Yeah. But either way, they fly money, and the way they cut with the bleeder, they just. They've just destroyed everything I've shot. Deer, elk. I mean, I've smashed elk's shoulders with them. Like, they've broken through shoulders for me. They've just performed, like, perfect. When, so, what do those things you know, cost? It's like, what was that? What do those cost? I think they're, like, normal, like, 34, five, 35 bucks or whatever for pack three. And they got hundred. They have this little collar. It's, I think, I, I can't believe every, every, uh, Rodhead Company hasn't done this, but it's got a, a 25 grain collar. So when you when you get, buy a pack, like they're 100 or 125s. Gotcha. I'm and actually I'm on the can, website if now. The, if you buy the 150s, and they have a stainless steel ferrule instead of aluminum, they they have they can be 150 or 175. And out of my recurve and compound machine, I'm shooting the 175s. Gotcha. I'm looking HD 150, 175, three pack for 41. Do they whistle very bad with those vents? Um, they make a noise, but it's never. I had somebody just message me two days ago that they're so loud. I was like, well, ask the animals I've shot if they heard it. Yeah. Like, what? It, it ne- doesn't, I don't know. Doesn't seem it, to affect. It's never, I have never missed an animal because it heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. No, I'm just reading through it here i mean because i shoot i've got a bunch of different ones i've been screwing around with and uh with the compound like the iron wheels with the compound the vented ones i thought were pretty loud so i like the solids but with the stick bow it's not exactly a rocket flying out right so it's not over it's not allowed like a compound where you're you know busting 280 plus you're going to hear it a little bit more well, what do you got going I'm on? I'm not for... shooting 280 out of my compound. <laughs> what do you get out of yours? This year, this is the, the slowest I've ever shot. I'm shooting 248 or 247. What's your arrow weigh? Uh, 550. Okay. And then how many pounds? 70. 70, yeah. Well, I, with the whole, you know, good Lord, this Fock thing, you know, the front of center and heavy arrows. Cause I've always shot a heavy yeah. arrow. I try to let people know... You know, like, hey, man, you, know, you shoot, shoot a heavy arrow and a heavy broadhead, which I've always shot heavy, um, that you're going to give up some speed. But, you know, some people, it's just, it's like you stole their baby. They're like, man, I'm shooting 248. And I'm like, yeah, but I bet your bow's quiet. And uh, just because yeah, of the way exactly. the industry but, is. But there, I mean, I could see, you know, an antelope staring at me at 60 yards. I could shoot over his back for sure. And I can see that happening with that with that speed. So there's catch off. Also, it seems like half the animals or more that I shoot, I I don't get a chance to range. Yeah. And you have a lot of error on that slow of a bow. Oh yeah, like, from thirty talking, to forty. Like, you're... After forty yards, it's like you. I mean, if you're five yards off, that's the difference between missing an animal. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, because I, I would bet like 30 to 40, you're probably losing maybe three inches a yard and then 40 to 50. I mean more. Yeah, it might be, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's, and it is a lot. I mean, and that's something for people for, you know, well, you're confident in what you're doing. So you don't need anyone to tell you what's right and wrong, right? You've hunted enough and you're like, ah, so I'm good. But other people, I'm like, hey, do you shoot 3Ds? Are you a good judge at yardage? Ah, you're good. Yeah. I wouldn't stress over it. But other people that can't judge, you know, you got an animal at 35 or 45 and he's not sure. Yep. Well, I mean, it's 50-50. I mean, he may not hit it. Yeah. <laughs> and next year, yeah, exactly. And next year, I I, I, I will change it. I want to be, I think, for me, if I'm shooting 260, 270, that's like perfect. Um, Probably right around 270. So I'm going to change my setup next year. I'm shooting those uh, four fletch X veins uh, yep. boning. Yeah, yeah. Those longer ones. Yep. I love those things, man. I am like those are that's like my favorite vein I've ever shot. But I'm doing a four vein four vein with a helical, so it's a little bit of a drag. Yeah. What um on the uh, on the hunting front? What do you got going on this year? Uh, so uh, I just didn't kill an antelope, so I'm gonna go try to get out a couple more days. I'll get a couple more days, but elk open soon. Um, whitetail. I'm hunting whitetail this year for the first time ever. I'm super stoked. I got a lot of really nice bucks on cam um, and uh, mule deer. And then, you know, maybe another, maybe I'll kill a lion. I think this year there's a certain lion I'm chasing that uh, is a giant. And uh, I've always wanted to kill like a true giant lion. But besides that, I mean, I'm kind of limited with, with guiding. So I got four, you know, two archery elk hunters, two rifle elk hunters, and then lion hunters. So gotcha. What's I'll be a, pretty busy. Are you in, are you in Boise or, or outside of Boise? No, I'm like two hours outside of Boise now. No, oh, gotcha. Are you, uh, have you been there the whole time or for quite a while? No, no, I've just been here. It'll be a year in October. Yeah, where were you? Were you at in, in Boise before that? Yeah, I was just on the outskirts, but yeah, I was down in the valley. Yeah, where's where's Russ in? Is it Star or something? What is it? Where the hell does he live? No, he's in Nampa. Nampa. That's okay. where I was. Yeah, it's outside of Boise. Yeah, gotcha. So what? But, uh, but besides, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say uh, this year is gonna be kind of limited on time, which that's been my goal over the years. Is you know, I do. I, I have a wife and I have a kid and with work and stuff. I don't, people, it's funny. I mean, this, this job now is a little different, but in the past people are like, do you ever work? And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't post pictures of me working on Instagram. Yeah. You know, like it looks like I'm always hunting when really I, last year I was able to fill all my tags and I hunted less than I ever have before. And this year is probably going to be similar. Gotcha. Is it, so Russ isn't going to hook you up with any hunts? Russ, if you're listening, what's up? Yeah, I know. For real. Give me a cheap hunt or something. Yeah, no kidding. Because he, but, Russ no, does, I, go ahead. No, I was able to go on that, uh, on the moose hunt last year. I mean, I paid, but um, I went on that moose hunt. I've been paying on it for a few years. But uh, You shot a smoker epic. moose, though, didn't you? I shot a good bull, man. I shot a really good bull, which I had no plan on. I did not care. I was just excited to go. I was going to shoot pretty much any moose. Were you able to take much of the meat home? Oh, yeah, I brought 200 plus, uh, it's 200 pounds. Man, that shit is delicious. That's like, my I mean, oh, my wife so can't good. stop eating the moose. Like, she, that's by far. In fact, she was pissed I didn't book another moose hunt this year with Lander. Uh, but I'm like, you know, it sucks driving it back. Did you fly it back or drive? Yeah, I, I just flew it back. Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, you no, know, it wasn't that bad. Did, did it you it do- was surprisingly, it was surprisingly cheap to fly it back. It's. That whole hunt in general, like, like I said, I'm just, I don't make a bunch of money. I, I just saved up for years and luckily my wife let me in. Yeah. Work side jobs or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, is there anything uh, you want to hit topic wise? I pulled this on you last minute, so I know you probably weren't prepped. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Like top of your mind, any, anything from industry stuff on down? What's going on with wild chaos? Yeah, just, I mean... I guess first thing is people think I, people ask me if I hate you. I don't. The 
I was just busting your balls about the bear thing. I, and we talked about this since this, like people don't know, you know, we've talked on the phone, like people don't need to know everything, but, uh, um, yeah, people think you and I have some sort of beef and I'm like, I really don't. Oh yeah. I get the same thing. I I really don't have, I really don't have a beef with pretty much anyone. Like I might think somebody's whatever, but you know, if, I don't really, at the end of the day, if somebody's nice to me, I don't really care, you know, if I think what they do or what they say is, you know, is, is, is lame or whatever. I, 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 if, if you're nice, it doesn't really, nothing else matters to me, you know, um, as long as people, you know, aren't talking crap behind your back, then, uh, it doesn't really matter what. Well, that's one thing you and I have been very good at. We've always just called, which most people don't have the balls to do that, which drives me fucking crazy. Like, if you have an issue with me, call me. If I've ever had an issue with you, I just called you. You did the same, right? Like, it bugs the crap. Because you and I can throw down on Friday and be fine on Wednesday, right? I don't give it. Because people have asked me. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, if he's got an issue, we'll beat shit out of each other and figure it out the next day. I'm not too worried about it. Like, he's, I, I don't have an issue with Zach. One thing, though, that... I, let's talk about this because this is important, not just you making fun of me on the bear thing, but this brought up a lot of questions that I had explained to guys, which is good that you're on talk about this. When you measure a bear, there is nose to tail on the body, right? Just laying down. There is nose to yeah, tail. Yeah, you're, Go ahead. Yeah, you're supposed to lay it out, not stretch it out is what I – the thing is I don't really – because measuring a bear isn't like an official, I mean, you know, it's the skull size that's entered into the record book. So in all reality, you know, bear measurement, it, I don't know if there's an official way. Well, and let's, that's, let's run these down because Russ and Lander talked a little bit about this too. So when there's, there is, you know, just, and you can't really stretch it too much when it's on the body. Cause you know what I mean? It's not, you can't really, unless you dislocate the neck. Right. I mean, that's fairly, yeah. <laughs> you got nose to tail on the hoof and then you've got nose to tail scun out and then you've got squared scun out. Um, and then you've got hanging from a bowling ball, uh, nose to tail stretching yeah. the living shit out of it. So, what people were asking me was, hey, how do you measure yours? And I measure mine nose to tail, scun out, but not reefing the shit out of it. In, in fairness, when you were making fun of me about Ryan, the Frenchman's bear, and this is what I want to, this is a good thing to talk about is, what do you think that bear, when you were get, giving me crap about you got 11-inch pecker, what do you think that bear was, Ryan's <laughs> nose to tail laying there? And I'll tell you how close you were because I said it was six foot. What did you think it was? Because being fair to you, I don't even remember. Like I haven't even looked at the picture for it's been months. That bear was not six. I don't remember. I I remember your bear more than anything. Yeah. But like I told you on the phone, it 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 is a picture. So that was my bad. I mean, really, if you don't know, but you can't base anything off a picture. Not on a bear. Um, because I. I, (laughs) In, on any on any yeah. animal, I yeah. can I can take a pretty dang good trophy pick. Um, I can make, you know, I can make my 120 inch buck look like a 135. So, I've uh, I mean that's, but yeah, on a bear, bear bears are so hard to judge anyway. No, they, even in like, while you're hunting them, I, I've sat at I've sat on blinds and stared at a bear on my bait for five minutes and been like. Oh, it's not as big as I originally thought, you know? Oh, yeah. No, and I don't... Or, uh, I mean, even the bear I shot this year was bigger. First time I've ever killed a bear and walked up to it, and it was bigger than what I thought. Oh, yeah. So, and you, that was a sow, too, wasn't it? An old sow? Yeah, that was an old sow, and I thought I thought it was a boar, for sure. He was rubbed. It was really... I mean, it looked like an elk hide on her shoulders. And uh, I sat there and watched her for probably five minutes at 18 yards. Wasn't going to shoot her. Didn't even have my bow off. I was just filming her, and I was like, she started to grow a little bit, and I was like, man, I think it's a boar. And that was a sow. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell, especially when they get, 
you know, that big. And I mean, that bear, I mean, and, and I will say like that bear that I shot was about what I said it was. And that bear that Ryan shot, I mean, it was six foot skun out, but it was, I mean, I don't know what it gains, probably four inches or something. You know, once you skin them out, it was probably like five, eight or something, five, I don't know, five, seven or whatever laying there. But that, that bear that I shot, um, compared to like, uh, and this is more informational, you compare that bear I shot to the one that Frank shot. The one that Frank shot looked enormous. It was the fattest. Yeah, it looked. It, I, it did look. It looked big. Like even the picture, I was like, "That's a good bear." And my bear was bigger than Frank's by a lot. And that's yeah, how and that's, deceiving it is. And when I, dude, when I got yeah. to Frank's bear and I was standing in front of the damn thing, I was like, "Jesus, this thing ate a car." Good God. And Frank, I'm like, do you know how big this bear is? And we kept going on and on, and we laid them beside each other. Frank's bear was fatter than mine by far, but I ended up having a couple inches on his, and my skull was a quarter inch bigger. But if yeah. you would have, I would have bet my life Frank's bear crushed mine when he shot it. Dude, it was just giant. And if, dude, I would have known if his was a boar. How, so. how big was the skull on your bear? Uh, 19 and three quarters. Now that's, dude, that's, you know how that goes. That's, that's, that's yeah. green and on the table, right? Yeah, I mean, but that's, but, but it's a, it yeah, was, but it doesn't matter. 19 and three quarters. You shoot a bear 19 and three quarters in Idaho. My sister killed one on my bait last year. And, uh, oh, you know it. <laughs> you ain't gonna, yeah, you're not gonna shoot much bigger than that in Idaho. Oh, yeah. No. And, you know, do you remember that, that bear I shot in North Idaho? Yeah, that, that thing was a tank. You t okay. So, Good example. While we're talking about bears, you know, I'm walking up the trail like an idiot. I see a black patch and some skunk cabbage, and what people don't know, skunk cabbage bears seem to hang out in that shit, right? And they, I see, and I'm like, oh, a bear, and I'm taking photos. I thought it was small. It came out of the skunk cabbage. I'm like, holy cow, that is a big bear. Then I shot it, and I'm like, oh, you would have made fun of me. I'm like walking in circles. I don't get excited about anything really, right? I'm scratching my head, and finally I lay beside it. Like, holy shit, this is over seven foot. And I'm like, no one's here to enjoy this with me. I can't even show anyone, right? I'm like trying to get my sat phone out to tell people because it just doesn't happen in North Idaho. Yeah. And you want to talk about blind shithouse luck? I was in walking Idaho. up an old grain. Yeah. yeah, in Idaho. And I was in North Idaho. And, uh, but I mean, that kind of goes to show, like, I, I didn't know how, I didn't even, and I've shot a lot of bears. No idea that it was that big until it hit the ground. And even still, I had to lay beside it like an idiot and kind of like look at my feet and look at my head. And I'm like, Jesus, this thing's giant. But it's just luck. But it's what that was, right? It's luck. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you need. No, no, for sure. But go, going back to it, I mean, I, I admitted to you, I even told you on the phone, like I was in the wrong based on a picture to to question. But I just – I. Well, I know you're coming from now because we talked. You had had a week of getting irritated at photos of bears and guys lying about it, and I took some Dude, of the I brunt saw, of that. And maybe, and, and maybe now I don't even know. Maybe I was wrong on all of them. But I just, it's crazy how many 400-pound bears get shot. Yeah, and I can tell you now. 400 pounds is like a 200 plus inch mule deer a 400 inch elk that is a big yep. bear yep it's i mean it, yeah i just i i've we've i've been fortunate enough to get a couple giant bears out whole my father-in-law has killed some huge bears and i mean most people would think four or five hundred pounds and both of them that we got out whole we weighed on a scale and uh, one was 310 and one was 300. And those were gigantic bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we weighed, we weighed Frank's, uh, you know, bear. And Frank's was like 368 or something. And that was the largest spring bear I have ever seen by far, body-wise. And I'm not saying there's not larger shot. There's much larger shot than that. But I looked at that thing and I was like... If that thing didn't break break four hundo, man, Jesus, what's it take? <laughs> you know what I mean? Good yeah, God. seriously. Um, yeah, it was wild, and I don't, you know, spring bear especially. I mean, you just they haven't eaten much, you know, to to get fat, right? A fall bear is easier yep, I, to yeah, hit four. I saw one bear that oh, I know was over four. I got video of him, and that was in the fall, in November, and uh, it, I've never seen anything like it. 
it looked like a Volkswagen bug rolling down the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it's definitely crazy when you see one that big. I don't know. Did you see that Insta story of mine when we were scouting mule deer, what that bear went up and over? Did you by chance watch that? Uh-uh. Jesus, I think that bear made love to a mountain goat. It crossed a 13,000 feet peak up a scree slope. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I did. Stri- Dude, I did I, see that. I don't know if it got a whiff of bear vagina because it was in the rut. But it certainly didn't win anyone, it. right? It just went that way. And I was like, huh, still climbing, Frank. It's still climbing. And then it climbed the mountain, looked all around at the very top, and I'm like, what's he doing? It was like 13-2. It's crazy in Colorado what you see. And I, I don't know, man. I'm not a bear expert when it comes to that. I'm assuming he smelt a chick, right? He wanted to, He's looking for ladies. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Bears, bears are weird. They do weird things. Yeah. Oh no. For, I, I, for sure. I was just. I mean, no, nothing like an antelope. I was just antelope hunting this week, and I kind of thought I had antelope figured <laughs> out, and this week just confirmed that I know nothing of antelope. Uh, what? So, well, lay it out. We still got some time. What all happened on your on your antelope hunt? Oh, everything that could have went wrong basically went wrong. I mean, and all I could do is laugh about it because that's hunting, especially bow hunting, but. I've never seen more people in my life. And I think there was a die off of goats actually in one area driving around. I happened to see like probably seven or eight dead goats, but I don't know if it was a sickness or the winter or what, but there, uh, still, there was, there, there's, there's still a lot of bucks. Um, the buck to doe ratio is horrible, probably three bucks for every one doe. But, um, it was just one of those things. There were so many people, uh, I'm talking, these guys, I wish I, I, I need to film that hunt someday just because if you saw the stocks these guys are making, they're just walking, pulling over and just walking up uh, from their truck in the wide open towards these antelope. Kind of maybe bend over a little bit, thinking they're going to get on these antelope. And pretty much every time you put on a stock, it's getting blown out. I got them coming to my water hole that I'm sitting on. They're getting blown out by people, people driving down roads. It is just a joke. I was getting winded. I'd have a goat walking down the fence line right to me, big buck. And at 80 yards, for some reason, he'd just turn and walk into the sagebrush. Huh. It was just uh, countless things like that. And I actually, I did not shoot a doe or a small buck. And um, that is a win for me as somebody who just, I'm trying to get away from being obsessed with just filling tags. Um, and, and, and realizing that, you know, the hunt, I mean, that's your goal, but it doesn't define whether the hunt was a success. And, uh, I've tried to be like that, but in my mind, I still, if I didn't film a tag, it wasn't a successful hunt, yeah. but, uh, I didn't, I didn't shoot a toe or a small bug and I had a lot of opportunities and uh, that was kind of like a win for me personally, um, to not do that. Yeah. Well, just yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, it's hard for me to not kill something. I was just going to say some people might not understand that, but when you have which I can't do it, man, but if you have that mentality of, you know, on the ground, on the ground, fill the freezer, on the ground, it is hard to go to, oh, I don't mind I didn't fill my tag this time. Cuz yeah, you, you know, it's it's literally like wiping your butt with your right hand for 30, what are you, 28, 28 years of your life, 42 years of my life, and then somebody's saying, hey, wipe with your left. Yeah, it's not that easy. It's going to take some practice and some work. No. Oh, yeah. I do it every time I'm hunting when I got my release on my right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to think about it, get, though, right? You really got to You don't want to get poop on your release. No, and I'm so inflexible. I got to wipe from the front, so I'd have to be real careful with that release. I'd hit my hang down. What? uh, But I mean, I will say like this year on my end, I am trying to hold out for a bigger animal with even with the stick. We got you know, we got lots of meat in the freezer. I mean, we can use some more. Mostly, I think it's maybe like you. Like I just want to see if I can freaking do it. I just. Don't know if I can. Like, am I going to black out with a four by four in front of me and wake up with no arrows in my quiver? I don't know. And I've also realized, and I can admit this, I'm not very good at finding big animals. I re- I'm not. Like, I'm. I, 
you know, some people are good at finding animals, but they're not good at, you know, ca- killing or capitalizing that I, I, you know, I succeed when it comes down to killing the animal. I just, I, I'm just not somebody that finds a lot of big animals. Well, a lot of us in the area are in too. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that. But there's some guys that are just good at finding giant animals. I mean, I know guys that have more video of giant animals than anybody, and yet they don't kill anything. Dude, I well, I can't say anything about that either. Brian Martin's giving me a rash of shit because I'm always finding big animals, and then I end up shooting my standard 150, 160 buck, and I'm like, well, this guy, I didn't say I was going to kill it. I just want to show you a picture of it in July. I didn't say I was going to be, <laughs> I just, it's hard for me to hold out. Well, and then there's the guys that, you know, they don't kill anything, but and I know... I, I can't prove this, but I'm like, you haven't shot an animal for seven years. Yeah, I mean, your last deer was 200 inches, but you haven't shot an animal for seven years. I, I don't think it's because you didn't see anything big enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of guys, that, but, but it's such a good excuse when you don't feel anything. I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. I'm going to start using that. Ah, uh, I didn't see anything big enough, so you know, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> the seven animals I shot over. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, ah, it's big enough. So, oh, Lord. That's why I didn't tag out. Oh, that's what. Well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Uh, you, you hear it all on social social media, but well, what? Uh, for, go ahead. Good old social media. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. What do you guys? You got? Are you still working with uh, with Bam on the Wild Chaos stuff? Yeah, yeah. Bam and I are doing the Wild Chaos thing. We don't really know what we're doing or what it is um kind of just turned into like a lifestyle apparel brand um we're actually selling a decent amount of clothes now enough that we're, we don't have to put any of our own money you know anymore into it which is cool but yeah we do, I, I mean i don't really know what our, our main goal is to i don't know obviously if we can make a little money that's sweet but uh we're hoping to be able to like take a bunch of kids hunting and just do that kind of stuff you know bam was was already doing stuff with the vets and he still is for wishes warriors but we're we're we were interested in in doing stuff with like kids and i don't know people that have disabilities and that kind of stuff just kind of help people and give back use our platform for that and uh so now we just got we're in the in in, kind of in talks with a, a the production company for tv so don't know where that will go, but oh, that'd be cool. Um, though. And it's not just hunting, you know. We're kind of just like all just outdoor activities, and then you know we're both dads, so like doing stuff with kids is like super important to us. But we actually have a coloring contest right now. That the kids have to draw a wild chaos picture, and then the winner's gonna we're gonna put it on a t-shirt. Like that would be one of our t-shirts. Whatever it is, however it is. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be cool though. Um, yeah, it'll be way cool. I think I'm actually taking a couple of the wishes guys out on an antelope hunt in uh, September 25th, 6th, and 7th here. Sweet. Yeah. You have, I don't know if you've got a chance to do it. I know you're a vet, but uh, I, I gotta I gotta take some bear hunters this year. And a double amp um, shot a bear with me on the ranch, and it was like the most rewarding thing ever. I mean, it was so cool because I mean his chair wouldn't really going the dirt very well and it's raining we pull up to this debate and i just happen to look up and i'm like i think there's a bear on it and so he hops out of his wheelchair and wraps his arms around my neck has the rifle in his hand and i stalk in on this bear that's on the bait we get to like 15 yards and i like bend down and get him off and he blasts it and it was like it was like the cool i wish it would have been on film and it was so it was it was like the coolest most rewarding hunt i've ever been on Oh, I bet. And, you know, it's anytime, you know, those guys paid enough of a price, right? Anytime you can, you know, and I didn't do any, you know, it's not like I did anything like a lot of these guys did that, that he's working with, right? I just joined, served, got out, right? I mean, these guys, it's like, 
you know, we were going to take one on a sheep hunt. Uh, there was a double amputee and I had Clay and I, and I'm like, look, I'll pack him up the mountain. That's the least I can do. Fuck, he's missing his legs. I don't give a shit if I get my ass kicked doing it, right? <laughs> I'll recover. Yep. He's still missing his legs. So, man, it's good on you for doing that. And yeah, I look forward. Hopefully it works out. It'd be cool. And the antelope hunt's fun because you're not, you know, you know, you're going to see a bunch of antelope and, you know, so that's always good. And it's not, um, other than mosquitoes or maybe high wind and freezing your ass off out there, depending upon what's going on that time, it's it's a good fun hunt too. So yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's a that's a good animal too. Is it a rifle hunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I understand, yeah, I just uh, um, got you know do, uh, my Alex told me that he needed some help, so I was like, yeah, man, I'll film it and go out and help out, and I can judge halfway decent. I'm definitely not perfect, but I can at least get close. You know what I mean? I can make sure we don't shoot a dink. That's about as far. I may not be able to yeah. get it exact, but. Well, man, I think I've, yeah, I've taken up over an hour of your time, so I should probably leave you alone. But I appreciate you hopping on here, man. No, it was good. I was like, when you mentioned that we might do one, I was excited. I was like, people will know that, uh, you know, I, I, I like giving people shit. I like when people give me shit, too. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, sometimes it's hard to read. If you're not close with somebody, you know, it can be hard to read. But uh, I don't hate Aaron Snyder for everybody listening. <laughs> um, I'm gonna continue to give him shit. Well, yeah, I would. It's not fun if you don't. I'll probably keep calling you a ginger. Um, but yeah, if we ever get to a point where we're gonna fight, don't try not to hit me in the face too much. I'm a horrible boxer. It's bad. <laughs> You'll be striking the shit out of me, like, <laughs> dude. It's horrible. Uh, no, man. I appreciate you coming on, and and uh, not that you're not insta famous enough. Where can people find you if they want to tag along and watch what you're doing? Um, wild chaos. At Wild Chaos Official on Instagram, um, and that's I'm just trying to build that. Or you can follow my guiding Instagram, which is Gulf Fork Outfitters. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Well, man, good luck this season. If I don't uh, talk, you will have to link back up once the dust settles. You know, whatever around November or something. For sure. I'm hoping hoping I got a good story of a recurve elk kill, but more than likely it's going to be of uh, many missed <laughs> missed opportunities. So. <laughs> Uh, well, good luck either way, especially with the struggle stick. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll link back up later on. For sure. Thanks, man. Yeah, take it easy.